the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we work. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. We recognise their enduring connection to this land, their culture and their ongoing contribution to these regions. We also recognise and pay respect to the Elders past, present and emerging of the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal nations. May we all continue to learn from and support their rich cultural heritage and work towards reconciliation and mutual respect with Australia's First Nations people. G'day, you wonderful human. It's Matty C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I'm live from Goulburn Prison <laughs> right now. Uh, NFL, The NFL put me in jail this week. We got back around the table. We smoked a peace pipe, had a bit of kumbaya. Look, I'm on, I'm on a heater. It's, he's on fire. Boom shakalaka at the tight end position right now. Aussie? It's because they played on turf, mate. Obviously. obviously they played on concrete, didn't ass- you read? <laughs> yeah, it was asshole turf, man. NFL? The blood was Cooper rushing to his giant knob. <laughs> Through his lance. <laughs> Fantasy. You can do what you want, really, mate. You started this podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the feeling. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. He pretty much gave Daft the sack whack. Yeah, he did. Single-handedly, by himself, he, he pretty much did give the sack whack to Daft. A single-handed sack whack. For the Aussie Gridiron Network, this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I'm Matty C, and you might not actually know this show. is the number one Aussie-made NFL fantasy show on Earth. And I'm told in at least three other neighbouring galaxies, apparently they love us all over the place. On the way, we've got some great mailbag. We've got Dr. Goodcore coming in. But before that, I've got only Australia's greatest fantasy football analyst. And it was proven in yesterday's show, if you haven't caught it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Taylor Goodall. To steal a line from Manjot, let's go! Everything go, 100%, baby. Uh, are you still pumped up from yesterday with the big cliffhanger win, mate? I am, mate. It was, uh, it was great to uh, not get asked some stupid question about someone's first name being John. It actually felt good <laughs> to talk about fantasy. So fantasy, I'll take any yeah. chance I can to uh, have a shot at that. But no, it was great to – I absolutely love those fantasy games. They really get the mind thinking. And yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was great to, to get the W. Good week for that too. That and we're talking about some people who um, I think their fantasy ranking at their positions will surprise some people. So I think hopefully that'll spark some people's interest in players who might not have been on their radar otherwise. On my radar is only the voice of Australian gridiron. It's Manjot Melly. Welcome, mate. Hey, let's go. I'm I'm ready to go. You know, getting some advice from the doctor once again. Uh, maybe some more Brock Purdy pills after I gave him page perform of the week and the Ooh. other show spoilers if you haven't heard it. But you know, um, you should have heard it by now. That Brock Purdy's page perform of the week. Very, very. If you're doing fantasy though. right. You should know that, right? Because they would have listened to yeah. my show already. Surely, if they're doing it right. Yeah, exactly. They got to know it. Well, guys, look, we've got a pretty big show because we've got the doctor coming in in a little minute, but I'm going to get the mailbag happening. I've got a couple of questions, and it starts with an audio one from a good old mate who's already written into us once before. I'm going to throw in the mailbag drop, and we're going to kick straight into it. Yes, sir. Where's the mailman? Need some advice? Would you rather have a small slice of a lovely cake? Who has the mail? Or would you rather a huge piece of a dog shit cake? Thanks to your questions at Pastry Press NFL. And Aussie NFL Fantasy. I guess this is kind of a shit cake, but it could be a decent cake too. Okay, so we've got a couple of questions to get through. And the first one comes from, and you'll love this, at... Philip Rivers Kid 26. Check this out. He's right? back. He's back. He's back. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Check this out. Howdy, y'all. Yes, this is Philip Rivers Kid 26 with a question for y'all mailbag. Ooh, ooh, ooh. With an injury to Anthony Richardson, 
How do you forecast the rest of the skill position players with that fellow with a mustache playing at quarterback? <laughs> now, he's not as good as my dad was, but I think he can do the job. Any standout performers or any bylo candidates you can think of? Wow. Okay. I feel like Rivers Kid 26 is a confused accent there, but I guess that, there's a lot of kids in that family. So <laughs> they're born all over the country. Um, <laughs> so let's kick it over. Uh, Manjo, do you want to have first crack at this? Anthony Richardson dead. The guy with the mustache starting. Oh, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. But let me just say, I think I think Gardner's still a good guy. He's still he's still going to be the guy out there. I'm I'm not too concerned if I'm if I'm you know a fantasy owner, but I think still Gardner Minshew plays a very different style of football. Plays a lot safer than Anthony Richardson, which also means that there's less opportunities for fantasy points if you are a, an owner of of a guy who's on a team such as the Colts, it's it's going to be a bit of a rough road ahead, unfortunately, for some of these guys. So, uh, yeah, I'd advise caution um, to, with this um, Colts offense at the moment. There's not really many guys anyway that are fantasy relevant on that offense. So uh, I just wanted to say that. Just really only the Jonathan Taylors of the world and, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. All right, so... Kick it over to Taylor now. I guess realistically, which skill position players are you even starting in a standard league? Does Gardner Minshew change their outlooks? I'm far more positive than Manchot was, I believe. that The timing of this is unbelievable because I actually, we obviously just had our waivers run. And yeah. honestly, the player I believe that I actually put waivers in for the most is Josh Downs. Uh, really? I, if you actually look at the stats, when Gardner Minshew is the starter, he has had a 12-target game, and then he had a six-target game where basically when Minshew came in just at halftime, most of those targets came in that half, and hmm. he's been phenomenal with them as well. So I actually think Minshew seems to have a bit of a rapport with him. Downs isn't really a huge downfield threat. He's more of a... <laughs> sorry, he said yeah. downs and downfield. I, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So sometimes, I get to, sometimes I get too distracted by the exact phrasing <laughs> of words on this show. <laughs> I love to you, you're like, I've got to cut in. Like, I've got to... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it was important. It was important. I've got to juggle. Getting too excited over semantics is 100% our lane. So, man, Joe... That's well, part of the show. Yeah. Uh, no, just honestly, I just thought I'd say that because uh, I, I don't think it's a, a damn much of a downgrade at all for generally for everyone on the team. Like Richardson obviously takes a lot of the rushing stats away yeah. from some of the running backs, so I would say it might actually help a Jonathan Taylor or a Zach Moss. Uh, I also I would say Pittman maybe takes a slight downgrade only because Richardson has been able to actually throw deep. Uh, and okay. he's actually been a better passer than we thought. But honestly, I think if you had projected this before the season, you would have projected Minshew was a better passer than Richardson. So I don't really think for the skill players, it's a huge setback. Like you guys said, there aren't a lot of guys you're starting anyway. Uh, I think you'd, you'd, you're probably using Pittman as your wide receiver two flex sort of consideration anyway. I don't think he drops any lower if maybe a slight downgrade like I mentioned. I think a guy like Josh Downs is a real, real interesting play. And like I've said, the stats don't yeah. lie with Minshew so far. Uh, he just seems to have an area of the field that he targets a lot, and and that seems to be where he eats. So, I'm taking a bit of a shot on him. Uh, that's it's a waiver wire play. You know, it's just someone yeah. that I've seen on waiver wires that I really wanted to take a shot at. So, yeah, the timing from Philip Rivers' kid was 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 pretty great on this one because he <laughs> someone that I've uh, made a lot of plays at this week. Timing <laughs> is very apt. Um, so really, I, I, my takeaway when I first heard the question too is. Well, what does Richardson do to this offense that Mitchu doesn't? Well, he runs the ball a lot. So maybe that just means there's more for the backs to eat and that, you know, Taylor and Moss will will still be fine this week, even if they've got to share it. Because God knows what Jonathan Taylor's going to be like. I, I really didn't think it impacted the passing at all. And, you know, I was, I was sort of fine with it. But, I mean, Josh Downs to me is, do you have two flexes? That's the kind of league I'm probably starting Josh Downs in. You know what I mean? There's only two teams on yeah. by this week. You know, I, I'm just not sure that people are, haven't reached that far. There hasn't been any significant 
injuries at wide receiver, like a big run of them or anything like that, that would mean people are desperate for a wide receiver. So that, that was kind of what I was thinking. But um, I mean, I'm 100% with Manjot about the, the running game is probably the part that gets impacted the most. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. All right, I've got one more, and this is from at Gritty Snaps. That's a Z on the end. Snaps. Hey. Uh, Gritty Snaps. With Khalil Herbert out for a while, now is Deonta Foreman or Roshan Johnson the better play? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is messy kind of as funny because we are talking about like, Bears last week, and, I mean, I don't know what the Bears fixed. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that, that could be a different question. But, um, yeah, what, what do you do there? Because Deonta you know, Foreman has been inactive a lot of games. Uh, hey, I've got pretty, pretty like set advice on this because I've thought about this basically all day because it's been one of the biggest question marks going into waivers because a lot of waivers have both Johnson and Deontay Foreman. So yeah. my clear advice to people would be, do you need a starter this week or not? If you need a starter this week, I would go Foreman because if you're needing a plug and play, I believe he starts and is the lead back because I haven't seen many players come out of the concussion protocol uh, and obviously Roshan Johnson's in there and play the next week. It seems to be a pretty clear they're out for a week. So I believe Foreman's going to be the lead back this week. But I think Roshan Johnson is the more talented back. And if you're wanting someone that's going to be, I wouldn't say a league winner, but someone has the ability to really take a step forward, moving forward past this upcoming week, I think Roshan Johnson's your play. So if you've got the ability to stash... I would take Johnson, but if you're really, really desperate for a play this week, I would go Deontay Foreman. Okay, man. John, where do you land on it? I mean, the question is just who's the better play, so it doesn't really give you a lot of context, but uh, what are you doing with these two? Ah, uh, Roshan or, or yeah, Deontay Foreman. Roshan. Yeah. Who we just dropped yeah, in the 16-team league. Like, we yeah. literally just punted Deontay Maybe. Foreman just so we could activate Jamison Williams. I picked him up. <laughs> 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 that is the funniest. No, Taylor. Mate, we got Zeke, so we didn't need him. <laughs> yeah, Zeke is better. Zeke is better. Um, look, it's just a shit-out situation, I think, either way for this um, Chicago Bears team. I just think it's really going to come down to... Uh, I'm not I'm not so certain about who I'd want, but I think I'm going to agree with Tay on this one. I think I'm going to go... For now... Uh, Johnson seems to be the guy, but Foreman could could bounce back just like he did last year. So really, it, it's just about it's just about your team situation. Can you wait it out, or can you do you need a guy right now? So yeah, Foreman this week, or for future weeks potentially. Uh, sorry, for future weeks potentially a Foreman, but for now Johnson. If oh. sorry, just just to go back to because you said the question was who's the best play. If they're both active, I would be playing Roshan Johnson. I would be picking out Roshan Johnson. So I think he's yeah. the better yeah. play if they're both active. Uh, but I don't believe he will be. So I guess if it was a question about who to pick up off waivers, it's very team specific. But if it's like mm. they're both active, who's going to be the better play? I think it's Roshan Johnson. I, well, I think, think the one active. thing that Johnson's got in his favor is that he played the Thursday night game. So he's got like a 10-day lead. You know, they, they sort of say, well, you know, if you've got a concussion, there's a massive chance you're not playing the next week. And that, that has been the trend. More and more player who gets evaluated for a concussion then doesn't play the next week. But the one thing that might save him here is that there's just a longer turnaround. He's going to stay questionable all week and you will not know. So I guess, sorry, gritty snaps. It's kind of a bit of like how lucky do you feel? That's kind of pretty well everything Taylor said. Uh, um. Kind of feeling a bit weird, but I agree with Taylor completely. <laughs> You're also getting a quarterback that steals a lot of the rushing yards. It's just a, it's a really mm. weird situation to be the running back in, in Chicago as it is. It is okay. So look, we'll, we'll call the mail back there. I've got a couple, um, got a couple of questions in there, and, and, and I think we've helped a few people there. Uh, but look, I, I was going to make way for the doctor, which I'm really excited to talk to the doctor this week because he had an interesting week last week. A whole bunch of fades, a whole bunch of calls, some good medicine, some big balls. We'll make way for the doctor. Hey, Tay, you hanging around? Sorry? What's that? Are you hanging around for the doctor? Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, emergency. Just, I've just got to take off. So sorry. <laughs> so you just get oh, one of those phone calls. It's been a horrible accident. No. What? I'm what sorry. The... <laughs> your grandma died for the first time. You lost your phone. I don't want to any details. 
I can't go into any specifics. But I, breaking I'm news, like he I lost his third grandparent. Yeah, Talis has got to go to the bathroom, but he'll be back on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those one-day emergencies. Okay, well, mate, I believe you. I'll, uh, yeah, I've got nothing but love for you, brother. We'll, we'll, all the best, mate. Oh, we'll catch you tomorrow, but we'll bring in the doctor. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. In today's busy world, it's hard to have it all. Who has time to do all the analysis and decision-making for your fantasy team? Probably not you, but we can help. Whether it's positively diagnosing players with fantasy leprosy or helping you find the players who are on the verge of being fantasy legendary. There's only one name in all of fantasy you can really trust. Make an appointment with Dr. Goodcall. Mate, welcome welcome back in, Dr. Goodcall. Firstly, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Matty Say. Great to be back. Uh, unfortunately, like, you know, there was two segments I could sort of do for last week. And, you know, if you followed the fantasy fades, you had fantasy aids. And if you followed all the uh, positional stuff, then you had fantasy gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting fantasy gonorrhea, by the way. That's that's a real out of left field. I, I can't tell if I'm offended or I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's for the viewers to decide, really. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> um Mate, since we've gotten to having you pick your players, but then install a bit of a line for over and under, and Manjot and I have been playing along. Uh, it's made actually quite competitive between Manjot and I. But let, let's not take away from what you do here. Your role and what you've you've dedicated your life science to is trying to help people find value in iffy starters to give them confidence. Good medicine, we're calling it, mate. Um, I I really enjoyed listening to your. Um, your pitches on the four guys you picked last week and why you wanted to start them. Do you want to run us through position by position, who they are, how they went? Yeah, so I started at QB and I'd see Yay Proud, as I, obviously I was very proud of that name. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, was up against the Falcons who were 14th against the quarterback position. And it, honestly, it probably wasn't so much about the matchup. It was just like the general player out of CJ Stroud. It was just been amazing. There's been no turnover, no no interceptions. He's breaking records for the amount of passes that, you know, don't end in, 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 in an interception. So for a rookie, just to not make any mistakes like this, to make pretty much the right read every single time is phenomenal. So I took him up against the Falcons. It was just one of those games where they didn't, it wasn't a very high scoring game and they just didn't need a lot of points. It was all buddy Fairban or Fairbarn or whatever the hell you say his last name. It was all, the, they, they every single time they were in any sort of decent position, they just sort of stalled a bit and they were happy enough to take the field goals. Uh, and really he didn't get a touchdown until right at the end. So, Fell short. I think he was around 14, 15 point mark. And, you know, so it was, wasn't was a huge miss. Uh, but no. in terms of the line, uh, it was definitely a miss. And just, it wasn't one of those high scoring games I really needed to, you know, have a, have a big week. Well, no, and I mean, you set the line at 18.5. And a lot of that is just based on, well, he makes a lot of good decisions. This offense doesn't, um, isn't going against the defense that scares you. What's a 14 in a tough day? Gladly he gets a touchdown late to try and salvage his day a bit. But, Manjot, do you know, you took the over on that one. Uh, I also, I couldn't help myself, I took the over on that one. So, we we both eat a loss on that one. So, uh, all three of us oh. just kind of sandwiches together. How nice. Hey, yeah, shit sandwiches. Man, yeah. nothing quite like sitting in the sand pit or just eating mouthfuls of sand. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, running back, you had a Thursday night performer. So, we knew early uh, that the outcome of your Thursday night player at running back. Uh, talk us through it. Yeah, look, the game script absolutely destroyed this guy. Um, he, he Being a running back on a team that's just getting boat raced early and often really, really doesn't bode well. Uh, even though I've said that Brian Robinson's been a bit better in the passing game, that still isn't his game. Like, he's a between-the-tackles runner, and, and when you're getting destroyed, it basically turns it into a... Uh, we have to pass the entire game or, or we have to obviously dump it off to our running backs. And that's kind of more Antonio Gibson's game than it is Brian Robinson. So straight away, he was screwed. I think he was, what, six for 10 at halftime. He may, I think he even finished up on that on the ground. Uh, yeah. And then basically anything he got was in the air. But it was it's not really his game where he's going to dominate from there. So I think he, he was – I know he was eight point something. Oh, sorry, 8. I don't 5. know the exact number. 
help me. Oh, uh, 8.3, 8. 8. sorry, 8.3. 8. In a full PPR, yeah, so a bit less, obviously, in a half PPR. I had a couple of decent uh, catches out of the backfield, but in the end, just wasn't what I was after. I was after a game where they had a good game script and he was mm. in the, you know, sort of 20 to 25 carry range, whereas to have six carries, uh, you're never really going to get a good game unless your guys are complete sort of, you know, backfield, you know, getting receptions a lot, whereas that's not his game. So, yep, I was screwed yeah. straight away when he was only going to have six for 10 on the ground. Like Manjo, just a between tackles runner, mate. Like that, that's your role, isn't it, Manjo? <laughs> yeah, I'll be between the tackles. <laughs> just straight up and down, direct. Um, mate, so Manjo takes the over on this one. I take the under. So I score a point, and that sort of brings Manjo and I in the series this year. He was a point ahead of me going into the week. So for the meantime, that levels it up. Um, but hey. but sadly, Doctor, um, with, with 13 and a half as the line, which, uh, you know, I, I like that you went for a more aggressive line. We've had a lot of 12s in the running back, and you're just like, no, nah, fuck it, 13 and a half. I was really pumped that you went for such an aggressive line. Uh, couldn't drag me into it, but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel good that I'm, I'm winning on that one. Um, and, yeah, just yeah. these things happen, mate. You get a bad game script that uh, runs away from everything that you planned, and, and these things happen. Stock standard, Matty C going against Brian Robinson. Where were you on that night, by the way, that he was shot? Uh, <laughs> I... Was at home by myself. Sure you were. Sure you were. <laughs> With my entire fan club, in fact. Uh... With my black balaclava. <laughs> you can see my fan club behind me now. Um, all of them. Hi, everyone. Say hi. <laughs> Did you hear him? Please, please tell the police that I was here on June. With my fan club. <laughs> They'll all vouch for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to wide receivers, uh, oh, mate, uh, I feel oh. like maybe I would have had a really good week at wide receiver. I've been dreaming about being a wide receiver through the week too. I was telling Manjot earlier from all the ACT gridiron we do, I've been having oh, some yeah. FOMO dreams about playing wide receiver in the local league again, man. It's, oh, God, I've got it's all the back, bristling buddy. excitement. Uh, but I would have to give up my position in the commentary box to do that. I'm not willing to. Uh, Tay, you've got a wide receiver who was starting in the Monday night game. Uh, t- tell us about who you took, why you took him, what happened? Watching that game was like watching a dick sandwich stare at a fucking ass sandwich. Like it was just like it was the worst game. Like no one could get anything going on either side. It was just I don't I don't know why. Like I've seen worse games, but. I think because of what was expected on the offensive side of both these teams, and especially the Raiders don't have a great defense, I really just thought this Packers team would have been able to move the ball. And outside of A.J. Dillon, of all people, they just couldn't do anything. Jordan Love had an absolute shocker. Like, this was his, I believe, his worst game he's had so far. It just, yeah. nothing nothing worked for this team. Uh, I, I, I took Romeo Dobbs uh, to have a great game because he always seemed to be Jordan Love's first read, but yeah, he just didn't have any rapport with him in this game. One catch, um, yeah, it just wasn't good for really any pass catcher. Christian Watson got one big play, uh, but even really, yeah. he wasn't used a lot. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't a great game for the pass catchers. The only way they moved the ball was AJ Dillon, because uh, obviously Jordan Love just wasn't having a great game. So yeah, it just never bode well for me taking a wide receiver on the Packers side. Put it that way. Fucking hell! So one point four is rough, but I mean. I'm sorry, can I just quickly wind back to this was like watching a dick sandwich stare at an arsehole sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Pretty I don't amazing. even know why you had to repeat it. That's a pretty classic line, Matty C. I think <laughs> that's a pretty good line. Uh, oh. even, yeah, I think it's I think it's yeah, that's a dick punch. It's, it's a dick punch. punch. I had to mute myself because I was just gonna laugh all the hell over what you were gonna say next. And <laughs> I, I was about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Manjot, do you have Romeo Dubs anywhere last week? Did I have him anywhere? No, uh, I think I, I think I had him in some leagues. It was, it was rough, mate. It was rough. Yeah, tough outing. One point four, not what you're expecting. Uh, we all went overs on that too, Manjot, because we love a bit of Romeo Dubs, and we thought the game script was going to be great, and we thought the Raiders' defense was a big bucket of smashed assholes, and especially since you couldn't start a tight end against them because Green Bay didn't have a tight end. We're all in, so we all again are sitting in the sandbox eating, just eating sand together. So, Doctor misses, you miss, I miss. We're on a only the best position, all of fantasy, the one that is the slam dunkiest, easiest to call. It's fantasy tight end, Doctor. Oh, easy. Hey. Oh, easy. Have at it. 
<laughs> Look, again, the problem is when you take a shot at this Niners defense, <laughs> you're always taking the shot that they're just going to get completely shut down in every single position, and that's honestly what happened to this Dallas team. Like, yeah. they, I, I understood that. when you t- I take tight ends against the Niners thinking that they're going to shut down basically everything, but there's always the chance you're going to get either garbage time or the fact that you're going to need to obviously pass in short intermediate areas, and a tight end would actually work pretty well. Three for 28, look, it's not great, but it's actually not the worst when it comes to the tight end position. But obviously, it misses my uh, misses my line. Uh, obviously, you're looking for something a bit better than that. But I also don't think if you played Jake Ferguson, I also don't think it destroyed your week either because tight end is just this position. If you're saying Jake Ferguson, what do you honestly think you're getting out of him? Well, at a line of 8.5, I'd be happy with that. And he didn't get it, but he scores practically six. Okay. It really is. It's, it's tough. And I mean, I gave you a bunch of shit because you said all these wonderful things about the 49ers defense. And then I went to manager. I went, can you believe he's attacking the middle of your defense by taking a tight end? <laughs> and manager really went after you too. And then you yeah. turn around and go, I said nothing but good things about the 49ers defense. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> That's how fast I recruit people. Tay, look out. Oh, sorry, doctor. A- I don't know who Taylor is. <laughs> Can I just say That's- one thing too? And and this, this was this is just basically a McCarthy bashing because I just can't stand the bloke. He it's a really really tough watch as an owner of any fantasy asset of a, a receiver in the Cowboys because it almost feels like there's only two ways the Cowboys go. They basically dominate the entire game and then their, their defense scores a bunch of points, so they're not needed in the second half. Or they play a team like the Niners and they get destroyed the entire game and they don't get any fantasy points either. It's really, really hard to find a medium between those two outcomes. It's like they either destroy the team or they get destroyed themselves. It doesn't feel like there's any fantasy assets or you know any fantasy points either in those situations. So I know they get the charges this, charges this week, so I'd yeah. like to that's a bit of a back and forward. I don't think the defense is going to be able to completely take over the charges, but it's almost like yeah, there's really neat matchups that actually work for the Cowboys. So it's actually kind of really, really hard projecting them week to week. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like three games where everything goes right for the Cowboys yeah. for fantasy terms. Plenty of weeks where things will go right in NFL terms and plenty of weeks where things will go wrong in NFL terms because they're the Cowboys. So, so I get it, but... Man, it does make it tough when you hit your wagon to them. So, I don't know, like props for you for doing it because anyone else would be like, yeah, I'm not falling for that. But I like that you attack it head on. And Dak is ass yeah. ass. Yeah, oh, Dak. for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, look, I lost the water bet. I'm conceding. I'm conceding. <laughs> the Dak water bet's over? It's over? It's over. Oh, <laughs> it's Next time you're in Canberra, Taylor, we're getting the two-litre water out and you're going to get me and John early. Sorry, who's Taylor? The next time you're in town, Doctor, bring Taylor. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm great at this character stuff, aren't I? Fantastic. I, I like her. I never cut it off at the manjot saying the water bet's over, but I waited for you to say my name and then cut it off with you. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> That's technically I should have stopped it there, but we, we, no, there's no bounds. No one has any idea when we're actually going to decide to actually stick by it or not. Yeah, I mean, I like that you save it for coming after me because I am relentless going after you. So I I think it's fair that you don't smash Manjot. We love Manjot. (laughs) 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 So the good medicine is is tough this week. There's there's four crosses on that page and that's fucking mean, really. I don't don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as that looks. But um, the good news and this is right. The good news is Here that uh, Manchot took the over because he took he's, hey. he hit the over on all of them last week. Maddie C took the under at tight end, so he got one right. That's <laughs> showing a lot of trust in the doctor. I need, I need to repay the faith. So yeah. I sneak in the lead with the over unders at eleven cold. to ten. But doctor, four strikes. That's a bit rough, and and I feel like he got a lot of things right, and just just something didn't quite pan out. But uh, I think the analysis was good. On at least half of them, like the CJ Stroud and the uh, the the Fergie Fergs, I don't think you can doubt the analysis. It's just the outcome was a little off. That's all. Yeah, look, it, it seemed like I was a lot better at picking uh, players that were going to be shit than that were going to be good last week. Hundred percent. Maybe we should start a segment where you pick players who are going to be shit. That'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> Isn't that fair? Oh, wait. It's- don't we have one of those? <laughs> oh my goodness! What? <laughs> Sorry, I ruined the joke. 
Oh, I love it. Manjot was all over this. So the fantasy fades. Uh, This week, and you don't do this every week, you took two. Who'd you take and why? Yeah, my first one I was really confident in was Miles Sanders uh, up against the Lions. They had a top five rushing defense. And Miles Sanders just hasn't looked himself the last couple of weeks. Really, he's been a bit of a disappointment the whole year. But especially the last couple of weeks, the groin issue that he had in the preseason sort of sparked up and... He was already starting to sort of see some, like he was basically halving the rushing attempts of Chuba Hubbard behind him. And, you know, it, all that working together just to me just screamed fade or screamed sit. Like even if he had a full workload, I wouldn't have been that keen on him. But the fact he's only basically getting half of it, not doing much with it, and then coming up against that Lions rushing defense, I just thought it screamed, you know, stay away. So I was really, really happy to get that. He was he was terrible. Yeah, nailed it too. He scores 1.2 points in a loss. And I know you sort of said that's kind of scary for his long-term outlook as well. And yep. even a loss, yeah, he can't get any any work. And then he was going to be victim to that offensive line that is truly offensive is how I heard it. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's about right. So, hey, big tick, covered in ticks, like a dog, mate. Covered in ticks on that one. Who was your second one? Yeah, this one was a bit tougher. Uh, taking a guy I really, really like and, when, you know, I know Taylor was really, really home in the preseason, so was I. Yep. Uh, Chris Olave. And really it was, I thought it was going to be a dour affair against that Pats team. Uh, the Pats generally try and take away the other team's top option. And I just haven't had any trust in Derek Carl, especially recently. The game before this one, he just didn't throw any deep balls at all. Yep. Uh, Olave only had one catch in that game. And I just didn't see it being too different. I didn't think his shoulder was all of a sudden going to be completely healed. Uh, I didn't trust that he was going to go deep. Uh, and in the end, it looked like I was struggling. He had a pretty early touchdown. Uh, but yeah. I somehow still won as he only went two for 12 in the game. So I'm glad I still was able to sort of go down a threshold that was still a win for fantasy points and the fantasy fade because it would have been pretty tough to take if he, you know, had a terrible stat line like that. But I still lost. So, uh, no, yeah. it's definitely one I was pretty happy with. Well, because uh, touchdowns are so fluky, half of his catches go for touchdowns because he had two catches. Um, and I think that tells you everything you need to know, right? Two for 12 is a horrible day out, even if one of them missed a touchdown. So, the you know, we, we sort of say if you're going to take a wide receiver and they score less than 10 and they're a good wide receiver, well, that's a win. And, and I think you should be absolutely doing a victory lap on that one because um, in a blowout where they didn't even really need to pass then the rest of the game, they didn't and he got no volume. Job done. Yeah, and that, that's a guy that, you know, would have been starting probably 80-plus percent in the league. So, like, most people yeah. would be playing Chris Olave if they drafted him quite high. So, yeah, it was one I was pretty happy with. I, I think that's why I took two last week. I think sometimes when I see a real glaring one, especially at running back, that I just think is just a slam dunk, I like to sort of take a second one that's probably a little bit more out there, and that's what I did last week, and that's why I was happy to get both. On the risk is uh, dancing, dancing out on the edge. And, you know, out on the edge of the limb there, that's where the juiciest fruit is, brother. So uh, I'm glad you're doing that. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. To be fair, Honestly, if I've got a far coming out that's wet, I don't think I'd be able to stop it either. I mean, I'd be desperate <laughs> to stop it because that thing's going to stain. Like, <laughs> I would too. Oh, I'll be oh. desperate. I just don't know if I'd get the job done. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Now, week six is a whole new week. We've got two teams on the bye this week as well, which makes things a bit interesting. Um, where do you want to start with your good medicine this week? So I just wanted to quickly say that I'm going to sort of put a bit of a line in the sand in terms of the guys that I'm looking at in this segment moving forward. So I've actually got a bit of a yeah. line of 60% owned uh, that I'm going to Ooh. try and stay under. So Ooh. there's been a couple of guys that you know I've taken in this segment that – Probably you're getting started by probably two-thirds of you know everyone out there. They're ones that probably have a little bit of question mark, but I want to actually really start looking at guys that are you know more diamonds in the rough, like people that a lot of listeners might not have actually been thinking about starting. Okay. Know, I'm not going to be ridiculously low, but I just thought if I stick under that threshold, you know, it's it's going to help even more people out there, especially ones that are really struggling. You know, you might be in a 16-team league like we are in Astro and Ooh. you're really, really struggling to start someone and you have to go for guys like this. Uh, I want to sort of help people a bit more like that. And I will, I will because of that, probably set slightly lower lines on these guys because they're going to be lesser known uh, sort of starts. But, um, yeah, okay. yeah I, I just thought that would sort of fit this segment a little bit more moving forward. So I thought I'd just draw a line in the sand at, 
you know, these guys are going to be less than 60% started. Sorry, not owned, started uh, week yeah. to week. Well, and I think that'll make uh, our job a little tougher here, man, deciding which lines to take and which ones not to as well. So that'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Quarterback's not a name that you don't know, but, you know, I'll say to start percentage. So I'm going to start with Matt Stafford uh, up against the Cardinals. He's 28% uh, started. So they're 29th against the quarterback position. And honestly, Matt Stafford's one I'm looking at as a, almost sort of a bit of a buy low, like someone that I don't know if anyone's been really, really stoked to start week to week all season. I just think getting Cooper Cup back, pairing him with Puka Nakupa Cup, and obviously even Tutu Atwell has been really helping him as well, Kyron Williams out of that backfield. I think this offense is ready to go. I honestly think, that you're going to actually see some really, really high scores out of this offense moving forward. And honestly, what better than playing that horrendously shit defense uh, that we just saw let Joe Burrow uh, just completely get back into the season with. So, yeah, I I cannot see why Matt Stafford's not going to have a big game here. He's actually been having a really good year, even without Cooper Cup, in terms of yardage. He's just really going to get the touchdowns. And who better to start getting your touchdowns back than Cooper Cup coming back? I mean, I've, I've actually heard that guy's pretty good at wide receiver. Uh, uh, so, I, heard he's, yeah. I heard he's around average. Manjo, you must be pretty excited to see Cooper Cup coming back. I mean, not for your division uh, and, and in NFL terms, because uh, that does make life a little trickier in your division, the one you care about the most. But uh, in fantasy terms, it's always great to see a real producer come back. That helps everything in that offense, yeah. right? It's, it's incredible. I like it. I like it. Um Always love seeing fantasy guys come back that have that been impactful over the years. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited just to see Cooper Cup be back from Matthew Stafford. I think, I think last week was a pretty good indicator of what Stafford could be. I think this week it's going to be another level up. I think this is going to be a good, good week for him. So I can't wait to see what the doctor's line is, though. Yeah, we'll come back and get those lines in a minute. Uh, I like that we do this too. Is we, we preface everybody, we go through and explain it, and then we come back and do the line, and then we get to have a punt at whether we take it or not. So so we've got Stafford. He's 28% owned, and I've got to tell you, he came up in my research for the show later in the week as well, Doctor. So, um, you know, great minds think alike, or your brain's deteriorating to my level, whichever way you want to cut it. <laughs> so- Guys, I just prefaced about the uh, ownership that I'm looking at, or the, the yep. starts percentages, sorry. Uh, the next three guys I have, not one of them is over 15% started. So we are, we are really getting in the weeds, guys. <laughs> this, is what I, yes. this is what I wanted. Here we go. This is this is helping folks yep. find roughies who are worth looking at. Let's uh, This actually got me pretty fired up, Doctor. Yeah, I thought this uh, just needed that little bit of a retool, I think, this segment. I think going after guys like this really, really gets the blood boiling and it gets you really, really mm. deep, uh, diving deep into the research. So, at running back, 10% started right now, according to Sleeper. It's Chuba Hubbard uh, up against the Dolphins, who are 17th against the running back position. Uh I spoke about, obviously, my fantasy fate of last week being Miles Sanders. I just don't think the guy's healthy. And you're seeing week right. to week, Shuba Hubbard take more and more rushing attempts off this guy. Uh, I also believe he is the better pass catcher, and I think that's going to be the biggest part of this game because they're going to be down a lot against Miami. So I'm not saying that it's going to be great for the rush attempts, but I think Shuba Hubbard's going to get a lot of uh, reception work. I think he's going to be constantly you know, called upon. And I think in general with Bryce Young there, they're going to still rush. Even if they're behind, there's going to be enough rush attempts. You saw them, they were getting destroyed by the Lions last week and he's still got nine rush attempts. So let's say he turns nine rush attempts. That was against the Lions defense, which is second against the running back position. This team's 17th. Let's say he turns his nine into 45 yards. I believe he could still easily get three, four, five receptions in this game as well. So... I really, really am looking for a, a good performance out of Tuba Hubbard, and it's going to be one where people really start to take notice and go, I think Hubbard is actually taking over as the running back one at Carolina. Yeah, you know, I love this guy. In 13 leagues last season, I had him in like eight of them, and because of just the mess of things that happened in that running back room last year, he started for me in a lot of leagues and um, was a kind of sneaky little handy guy. And, and you can see that, you know, he's maybe not a workhorse, but he can definitely take a, a bigger share of uh, a backfield and it. He stays healthy enough. I'm liking it because I've still got plenty of shares of 
Chubba Hubbard because uh, most of those leagues are dynasty leagues. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about this. Yep. Hey, uh, Manjot, how do you feel about Chubba Hubbard? Is he one of your faves? Yeah, he's, he's been a, a fave of mine for a while. I mean, I I haven't seen much of him this year, actually. Been been kind of surprised. He kind of dropped off a little bit on the radar. But uh, I, I'm excited, excited um, to see Chuba once again, you know, um, getting a bit of a chub right now. To be honest, talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had, I had, I had to go there. All right. We have to make that really joke about him since Nick Chubb's dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> chub, chub going down left a hole in the chub jokes. It, it was over. <laughs> it certainly did. <laughs> well, that was the thing, right? So they paid Miles Sanders all that money. So I believe at the start, you know, the first couple of weeks, they were obviously trying to get a return on that investment. They were using, you know, Miles Sanders as much as they could. There was even some times he was getting that third down roll and they were chucking it to him. But he just wasn't doing much with it. It was pretty obvious that, yeah, they got him some receptions, but he isn't the kind of guy that, you know, can really create a lot of space and, you know, do a lot with it. He isn't the fastest guy. So... I really think Hubbard is going to be the better guy to have in this Panthers backfield because I think they're going to be down a lot and I think he's got the better juice. I honestly do. So I think he's just going to take more and more of them and they're going to realize that, hey, even though we paid Sanders, I think we're better off using this guy. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's kind of weird because Sanders coming out of college was meant to be like, right, so Saquon had left the year before him. Then Sanders had a great year yeah. and like, oh, he's pretty much the same guy. And here we are going, yeah, he's not the quickest guy. Yeah. Uh, Passing work isn't it. his bag. It's just, it's weird, isn't it? No, that's what he's become. Absolutely. All right. This is my All favorite right. position yeah. in the universe is wide receiver, just because of my history catching balls. Love a good ball in the hand. What do you got there, Doctor? So, the wide receiver position who is 11% started right now, according to Sleeper, 11%. it is Josh Downs. Up nice. against the Jaguars, who are 19th against the wide receiver position. And this is very specific to one Gardner Minshew. Don't know if you've heard of him. Loves loves some jorts. He, he has just been targeting the hell out of this guy. Uh, he had 12 targets in Minshew's full start. Uh, last week, he had six targets once Minshew came into the game. Uh, he just targets that area. Minshew obviously likes to go into those intermediate areas, and that's where Downs eats. Uh, he's more of a slot guy. He's not the guy that's going to go downfield. Uh, so I just think this is a target volume situation. I think he's going to get a lot. Uh, you would pr- you would project the Jags to pro- most probably be in front in this game. So I don't think it's going to be a bad game script. I think there's going to be a lot of passing from Minshew. And honestly, I don't think Minshew is much of a downgrade, especially in the passing game to Richardson, if any. So I, I just think... I like to look at these situations where it's a different quarterback, and especially one where you've got data on this season on this team because he's played basically a game and a half. And that's honestly been exactly when Downs has played his best games. So it's hard to ignore that. Uh, As a guy that's only getting started by 11% of people, I think this is an opportunity to buy low, very low, you know, getting him off waivers this week. probably free. And uh, and taking a shot because it looks like Minshew is going to be there at least the next four weeks, uh, if not longer. So I think this is an opportunity to get Downs at his absolute you know, lowest floor. I was going to use a down joke. Just couldn't. Yeah, get I was that, well, his value is um, down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Down, like, down. Uh, prices are down. <laughs> down, down. Yeah, prices are down, baby. Oh, I love uh, it. And, and honestly, I think they're going to go up. So I, I just think this is, you know, a great opportunity to take a guy at the bottom and, you know, and, and take. I like to look at stats like this because I think this is where, like, you can really find diamonds in the rough. And, and this is the one I'll be watching this week. Um, all right, so Downs comes in as uh, somebody who we think is a worthwhile little guy to look at because we were talking about him in the show yesterday as well. Hey, um, Manjo, what would it take for you to start Downs, though? What sort of what's your roster going to look like? Oh, I think I think it, it, it would not be a lot. There wouldn't be a guy, I think, that really I can play Downs over. To be honest, I think he's really a fringe flex play at best. That's how I describe him. He's a very fringe. And that's that's where people are starting him. Like he's like Juba Hubbard in that respect because the ownership percentage is there. And I mean, I was saying yesterday too, I think, gee, I'd have to be in a league with two flexes and have just suffered a a crippling wide receiver injury for this to be something that I'm considering. But 
For that to be the case, I couldn't get a guy with better upside than Josh Downs this week. So I totally get it and I would probably do it. Yeah, and that's sort of the whole point of the segment. You're looking at guys that people aren't thinking about starting, and I'm trying to I'm trying to look through and find stats that'll uh, say that this guy could have an outlaw or a week that you wouldn't expect. 100 percent though. This is I think where some folks will hear this segment and just go, "Oh, in my daily fantasy, this is the guy I take to separate my roster from everyone yeah. else, and where I save 100%. a bit of money on salary cap." I mean, we don't really talk yeah. daily fantasy sport here and daily fantasy football here, but yeah, that's that's the yeah. first thing that comes and, to my mind with guys like Hubbard and um and, and Downs. There. And Richardson, Richardson literally just got placed on IR just then. Yeah. So literally just one minute ago on our show recording. So wow, there you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. So it's the um the Mint Show over in Indianapolis. Ah oh, man, it's going to be just weird to see him coming to Jacksonville in the wrong colored jersey. That's going to be the oh, weird. No. So that's anyway, the thing. Okay. Back to fantasies. And and clearly that the stats show that there's a reason why this guy's getting targets. So I'm I'm just jumping in on the ground floor and hoping in four weeks of Minshew he's all of a sudden at the moon. I mean, and could happen. Could happen. And if not at the moon, at least at the mo half the moon. <laughs> I'll take it. That was really bad, by the way. A very bad joke. Uh, you're going to prescribe me something for my jokes one of these days. Uh, we, we're on a tight end, so prescribe us a tight end because I know this is your long suit. <laughs> this is, I, I dominate this position. We all know it. Uh, <laughs> throw away the tape. Throw away the, all the all the uh, posts on social media, please. Uh, but I'm going to take a guy. I'm going to stay in the flames here from last week, and it's Logan Thomas up against the Falcons. He's only 13% started still. Uh, and and the Falcons are second last at defending the tight end position. So even though the, the Falcons are actually basically defending everywhere awesomely, they're actually at number one at running back. I believe they're at number six at wide receiver, around the same at quarterback, but then they just don't defend the tight end position. And they're, they're obviously the spots you look for. And if you watched last week when Sam Howell needed a guy it was Logan Thomas all day, baby. Like, he was just going to him, feeding him till his hands broke. And and I don't see why that would all of a sudden change. And, you know, Atlanta are the kind of team to me are going to be like that perennial team that I'm going to probably tip at home and tip against away. They just play really well in that dome. Uh, they seem yeah. to get on a run. They seem to play from in front. And I can see that happening again here. I think Washington's going to be down. And they're going to be passing a lot. I don't know if they're going to be down as far as they were against the Bears, obviously. But I think they're going to be down most of the game, even if it's by a touchdown. And they're going to be passing more than they're going to be running. And I, I just cannot see why it's not going to be to Logan Thomas again. He just was barely marked last week. And mm. this team doesn't mark the tight end position. So why is it going to change? This is it. This is one of these things where sometimes moons align and you just go, wow, this seems kind of obvious. Even though he's only 13% owned, he's sort of someone I've been casting my eye across as well on wave wires this week. Hey, uh, man, John, do you know what our nickname for Logan Thomas has been over the last couple of years on this podcast? <laughs> uh, was it like the arsehole of tight ends or something? The loose... Uh, the dick of tight ends. Oh, of course. Doctor? The dickhole. The dickhole, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot I forgot who we called the dickhole. The Doctor, fantasy dickhole. so many jokes. He has so many jokes we in do. the podcast. We do. They're not like, good. Oh, Some of them are very not good, but there you go. Yeah, and even dickhole. with that one, I cannot even like, I pinpoint what Taylor was thinking at the time, but he, he, that's what came out of his mouth. Yeah, that's it. And it can't be any other player. It just that's that's just goes with Logan Thomas now. No disrespect to Logan Thomas. I'm sure he's a fine gentleman, but uh, that's just how we know him around these parts. Uh, okay, so we've got our players: Stafford, Hubbard, Downs, and Thomas. Hey, um, I reckon it's time to get some lines in there, and then Manjot and I got to disseminate whether we're going to join you in the party or if um or if we're we're fading a little bit. Uh, do you want to start with Stafford? How many points do we think he's going to get? Yeah, I think. Stafford will be the one that's not much different from the ones I've done every other week. Like, it's obviously a name people think of. It's, you know, they see the Arizona. So, it's not like one I'm, I'm going to be dropping just because he's 28% started. Uh, I'm going to go 16.5 for that one. 16.5. Mm. Okay. Do you want to have a crack at this man, John, or do you want me to um, give you my opinion first? I'm going to take the... I'm just going to take the under, actually. Yeah, okay, under. It's going to be a surprise, yeah. 
I have to take it under after last week. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I went all overs. Yeah, too many overs. I have to go back to the mean. So the under's a little bit heavier this week. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm going the opposite direction because I just think this defense is just a 11 of me. Like, fuck me. You can do whatever you want <laughs> on a defense. It's 11 of me. So uh, I'm going the heavy over. Yep. That's that's definitely part of the process on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So these next ones, obviously, a bit more interesting. Uh, for Chuba Hubbard, going to go, obviously, I don't want to go too low because I'm obviously trying to help people. I don't want to just go, oh, yeah, 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feel like I've won if he's, like, you know, got himself to a four. Uh, I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going, to go, I'm going to go on the higher side of it. Uh, I'm trying to pick a line that I feel like you guys will will obviously like think is going to be close going lower under. I'm going to go 7.5. 7.5. Man, I'm going over. I'm just saying it. I love Shuba. Uh, I'm not sure about that entire Panthers offense right now. Yeah, They've me either, but I love Shuba. Ass. They've been absolute ass. I think, I think I'm just going to take... The over, just. Ooh. I think he's going to get like eight. I My think he's boss. just going to score a touchdown somewhere. And really That's why it was it funny because I was like, I'm in an hour in between 7.5 and 8.5. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, 8.5, I think I'd take the over. Even then, I'd, I'd take the under for that. Let's change it. Because then that gets you guys on the opposite end. And then, yeah, let's stop it. Let's go 8.5. Yeah, I'll okay. take the under. Now Manjot's going to move down. And I think that's probably fair. I mean, I'm starting Chubba Hubbard in a lot of leagues where it's a dynasty league and I'm I'm tanking, essentially. Um, <laughs> and I may need to bench him this week because I'm nervous he's going to score too much. Tanking. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I found tanking so funny. Just to- it is, I'm, I won five in a couple of leagues and it's thanks to guys like Chubba Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We move it on to the wide receiver. I'm still staying with you over, even when you move his line at 8.5, by the way. Move it on to Josh Downs. This is my favorite player in the league whose surname gives you a direction, even more than Brock Wright. So Josh Downs at the Jags. Where are we putting his line? Yeah, like it's one of those ones trying to work out what's smart in terms of you guys thinking the line is, you know, hard to work out over and under and what I believe. Because I, I really am confident and I know it's yeah. silly and a guy that's eleven percent, but I really, really believe in the stats and the data with Minju. But I'll I'll go nine point five. Oh, that's spicy! I think that's it's more spicy than it sounds because of the guy I'm taking on. Like in terms of that, yeah, no one's starting him. Uh, so I, I feel like it's leaving it out there, guy, for you guys to probably take the under, but. I think that's more of a line that I'm looking at personally that I really, really want to target for mm. for this segment. So, yeah, put it in that iffy zone of, you know, well, a good fantasy starter in a pinch, 10 points is terrific, right? So you're putting it around there. Hard to argue with the line. Manja, I'm knocking on your door, brother. What do you think? Do you want me to I've give you my decision first or do you want to weigh in first? There's more confidence in him than Hubbard, put it that way. I think there's more confidence as well. I'm going to take the over. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I think yeah. I'm liking a bit of Josh I thought Downs. you were both going to go under on that, honestly. <laughs> really? Okay. I mean, has got the over. At the moment, we are opposed on everything so far. He's got two unders, and I've got two overs. He's taking the over on this one. I believe in my jag, so I'm taking the under. There you go. <laughs> I don't feel good about it, but I'm doing it. Oh. Okay. So, Mandot and I don't agree on any so far. So, this is really going to make the scoreboard fun next week. So, why should be? All right. Dick Holes Unite. <laughs> Where are we putting Logan Thomas? I think I've pretty much had a very similar line for the tight ends. And I don't think this is going to be any different because it's even though obviously I'm working out percentages, I feel like most of the tight ends I've probably picked in the segments probably been around this percentage anyway. So, pretty this well. hasn't really changed. Uh, I'm going to go with Logan Thomas as an 8.5. I think once you get outside of the top six or seven, where they're seventy plus percent started, everyone outside of that is like a twenty at best. Like it's just yeah. after that, it's just like oh fuck, how lucky do you feel? So I get it. Man, do you want me to go first? I'm gonna take the over. I'm taking the under. Wow, we <laughs> oh don't agree God. on any. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I, I always look. I took the over on tight end last week. Got flames, so I'm going back to my rule. Under <laughs> tight end, going back <laughs> to his roots. 
Back to yeah, my back to, yeah, back to my fucking roots. Back to the streets. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> This is so great. The country grammar is coming out. So we've got, uh, I'm taking overs on the quarterback, the running back, the tight end. Manjot's taken over on the wide receiver. So we just agree on nothing. Uh, Dr. Goodcall, great job for dividing the people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do best. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's so great. Oh, hey, um, fantasy fades. We need to get some fantasy fades. Who are you looking at? Yeah, Ooh. I'll give you one. And yeah. the guy that he's sort of just been very blah on the season, honestly. And um, I'm taking it's it's sort of a sort of similar uh, take that I had last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rashad White uh, up against the Lions uh, again. They're second. They've moved into second against the running back position. Uh, I, I think most people that have this guy are probably feeling the need to start him. Uh, I just think he's going to have a very very dour week this week. He hasn't really. He can catch, but he isn't really portraying as a guy that that's going to be... It's almost like a Brian Robinson in a way. Like, you really, really need a big rushing performance out of this guy to get a good fantasy output. And I just don't think you're going to get that, or many people are going to get that against this Lions team. Uh, they basically a pass funnel. They're very similar to the Titans in a way. Uh, apparently, Zach Moss can run on them, but no one else can. So, yep. uh, you know, it's a great... <laughs> It's, I just don't think Rashad White is going to be projected to have a great uh, game here. I don't think that the Bucks are going to be in a lot of uh, goal line situations where they're, you know, sort of dominating this Lions team. So uh, I just don't think Rashad White's in a great situation. And honestly, I would be saying if you've got a decision between him and someone else, there's a pretty good chance I would be taking the other person. Ooh, I mean, it's tough. I was looking at Shad White for a segment later in the week and thinking, geez, this is one of the best options I've got because the Lions rushing defense for the first time in history is actually not bad. Uh, man, do you, do you reckon the doctor's on to something here or do you think he's a bit batshit crazy? I think he's pretty good. I think yeah, he's pretty fine. good. All right. Pretty good. Look at that. You finally got us to agree with something. Uh, congratulations for uniting the people. <laughs> Damn it. I've, I've, I should have done something else. I should have had to not agree. Well, it's okay. In summary, we've got uh, Matt Stafford. He's only 20% owned, 28% started, sorry, versus Arizona. He's lying 16.5. Shuba Hubbard, only 10% started, but against the Miami team, we think could boat race him. So he could be up for some passing work. Either way, he's been splitting some carries. His line's 8.5. Josh Downs looking up against the Jags. He's got 11% starting ownership. But, uh, I mean, gosh, he and Minshew have this mind meld going on. It's like Minch and uh, Downs might just be the new Stafford and Cup. Um, so watch this space. And then at tight end, we've got the fantasy dickhole. 13% started, Logan Thomas. Well, Washington go up against Atlanta. And really, this might be the only place you can attack the field against Atlanta when they play at home. So his line is 8.5. And then the fantasy fade this week, Rashad White. Here's the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up against only the number two rushing defense in the universe, the Detroit Lions. Hasn't really shown a propensity to get uh, into the passing game. So if he's not getting a massive volume day, then it's going to be trouble because his name's not Zach Moss. He's the only guy who seems to be able to run on this Detroit team (laughs) and he only plays for one team and he won't play against Detroit again for another four years. So that sounds like a pretty good summary there, Doctor. Absolutely, mate. Couldn't say it better myself. Now, mate, I've got a message from Taylor. He said he was real bummed he couldn't see you. Um, he just had to go and take oh. a huge shit, and he won't be back until tomorrow. So uh, hopefully hopefully, we'll just yep. catch you next week, mate. That sounds like the Taylor I know. <laughs> 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 that, like, none of us were surprised either. That's That definitely sounds like the Taylor we know too. So, yes, <laughs> hey, mate, look, yeah, thank you for coming by. Thank you for dividing Manjot and I on absolutely everything. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, how, yeah. what that does to our scoreboard next week. But, mate, I'm really looking forward to seeing what it does to your scoreboard because I think given the, all the red that was on it last week, that was really mean compared to how much of the analysis I think actually got right. And really it was just the outcomes in terms of points just didn't quite meet what the analysis was. And the analysis was really right on guys like Stroud and Ferguson. So hopefully just better days, mate. That's it, mate. No excuses. Got to get the job done with these results. And, you know, I want to see four ticks next week. No no, no crosses on there at all. So, out there to help the people. Uh, obviously, I've taken a deeper look this week. I really wanted to sort of set a line on, on these guys that I'm taking. So, you know, I really want people to sort of see these guys that they weren't really thinking of starting. And if I can get some good results out of guys like this, then, uh, yeah, I'll be really doing my job. Fucking sensational. You catch the doctor here every Saturday. Make your time. Get your appointment, get the good medicine, learn about the fantasy phase. 
Only here, too. The Doctor is exclusively with the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Nowhere else. So, how about that? All right, Doctor. Hooroo. We'll catch you next week, but very best of luck, mate. Gonorrhea be gone. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I heard somebody describe a kid with freckles today as... Someone who had shit flung at them through a screen door. This is such a perfect week to win, too, with Taylor not having a fucking quarterback. Ozzy? You know when that's ever going to happen again? 12th of fucking never. I see all these five-star matchups. I'll give yeah. you, like, a few lists of names that I'll pick. Well, don't do that, because then you're just going to give Taylor somebody to pick. <laughs> well, so, well, okay. NFL? This is why you don't give Tay the first pick, Maddie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantasy. Oh, oh mate. So like everyone else in Australia and around the world, especially Van Ham, uh, I think <laughs> we're all listening. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. A disaster. A catastrophe. Showing enough for my ass and ass for me. I listen yeah. to that shit every day on my playlist.